0: Welcome to the Mindfulness of Singing and I'm Denise, your sassy, spunky scientist. And I'm Tony, your bubbly, big hearted flower child. Our podcast features practical tips and tools for a journey of transformation using the healing power of your voice. Each podcast, we will delve into the mind, body and spirit connection by interviewing inspirational guests, sharing personal stories and discussing the most recent scientific research. Tune in and join our community of
1: mindful singers. Hey, Tony. Hey, listeners. So today is part two of Bob uh, Soulier. Yes. And um, that name is hard for me because it's French and I want to say Soulier. But all right, so... Um, anyway, and so we're not going to talk about our, uh, usual thing because this is kind of a, a long conversation and in it are all kinds of great nuggets of mind, body, spirit. So we don't need to add to it. And, um, we hope that you enjoy this, uh, Bob Soulier part 2 uh, our part two of part one with Bob, uh, Soulier the breath coach extraordinaire, who you can reach out to. Um, He has a Facebook tribe called um, Breathe Your Power Tribe. You can join that and you'll get all kinds of notifications about little things that he does. Like he does some uh, Wim Hof like power breaths at noon. Are they free, Tony? Yes. Yes. So he does some stuff like that on Mondays. He has some various other things that occasionally pop up that are of no cost, but also he is not expensive. You can, uh, most people could afford a couple of sessions with Bob. He's one of the most generous people you'll ever meet. And he just loves what he does. And he, yeah, if you get a chance at all to do any breath sessions, or you are curious and want to do that, Do it with this guy because he is uh not only good at what he does but he's super generous spirit and um all around great great person so
0: he's the real deal bring on bob okay all right good morning bob sullier how nice to have you this morning
2: good morning denise and tony how are you guys
0: we are great. And the first thing to we have to do, we have to have to do, is give Bob a huge shout out because some great things have happened in his life since we talked to him last. I'm Really?
1: To- in just a
0: week? What? <laughs> well, there's <laughs> this little video that a few people have seen.
1: Yeah, no, I saw it. It's really good, Bob.
2: Oh, I thought fun. it was great.
0: It's outstanding. Tell us about it, Bob.
2: It was great. Uh, so, well, out of nowhere, basically, um, CrossFit approached me. But I think it wasn't quite out of nowhere uh, to do a video. They're profiling um, people that have basically transformed through CrossFit, and my CrossFit box owner actually, I think they put my hat and my name in a hat, uh, and we made the connection. And so, I mean, you know, it's my story of basically going from being. In the grind, uh, and you know, just not being on prescription medicines, and you know, 190 something pounds, and this is this is prior to a lot of the other stuff, like prior to you know, um, Wim Hof, and prior to the breathing oxygen advantage stuff. uh, Just kind of getting back into my body, I didn't realize how absolutely like uh, messed up I really was. I didn't until I looked at some of those pictures. Like wow, I was really you know bloated and uh, my back was out and um, so I think the story for me, I mean what matters and I wrote this actually to my um, CrossFit group, like like my local M MBA CrossFit people uh, that you know I'm in the video but it's really about the community and and in fact I actually bring this into my Oxygen Advantage work. Uh, I'm going to be talking to my group tonight about this that uh, like they made it if i was just going to some location by myself and doing crossfit workouts it wouldn't make the same difference so it was the others that are there cheering you on every day when you're coming in last uh and they don't you you know like they cheer louder for the people coming in last and um the people that like just partner with you and everyone who's supporting all that all the all the work you do just just showing up is a victory every day so and I have just loved being able to play like a kid, you know, doing handstands, climbing ropes, um, trying things that like, you know, when you're, I'm, I'm 56 right now, you know, it's like in your you know 30s and 40s, you're like, oh, I'm gonna get hurt. I can't do this stuff anymore. And so for me, it's just been an awakening. Um, and I just loved doing it, so it was like two days of filming. It was, we did like four workouts in two days. I was cooked. I was like, <laughs> okay, here's a 95. Just keep lifting that. Okay, lift it again, lift it again, lift it again, climb the rope again, climb the rope again. I was like, oh, okay. And I just kept going. You know, it was awesome, so I did the workout. I also put the mouth tape on just to sort of show you we can do this. We can do it nasal, uh, which I think is huge, and um, again, I, you know, a year ago, and I said that on the video, like a year ago, you know, I could not have done this. I could not have done this workout uh, with mouth tape on. So my own journey has been just, you know, becoming more able to uh, manage my breathing and uh, integrating all these different things, integrating Wim Hof stuff with the just self-control, with CrossFit, with, um, you know, oxygen advantage, with breathing and just bringing it together for people. So that's the direction I want to take all these things too. So it was a great opportunity. I'm really, I'm thankful. And it's out there. Yeah.
0: So if our listeners want to see it, they can just go to our Facebook page, Mindfulness of Singing. We've posted it on there Oh, cool. and um, it's, it is very inspirational. In fact, I want to tell you that it inspired me and um you, the part you just said about the tribe who you're with really affects who you become
2: huge amen,
0: totally amen yeah,
2: to yeah.
0: when i came back home and i'd been walking 10 miles and now i'm in the middle of a country road and there's no place to walk and so my mother's mindset is there's only one place to walk here and it's just a few steps from the house and it's a little cul-de-sac and we walk it once a day in the middle of the afternoon when it's warm when I watched your video, I thought, wait a second, Tony, you've been wanting to go to Poland to do Wim Hof in your shorts in the cold. What are yeah. you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Since I watched your video every day, I've taken 10,000 steps right. in, the cold, in, the, in the morning. And I found that I can walk on, not on the highway, but get off on the road and get off. And I've traveled new vistas after this cul-de-sac mindset. And so thank you. It was My kind God. of a wake up, a little cold burst of air like, just because your mother won't walk along that, you know highway road to get to somewhere else, doesn't mean you can't, so. I,
2: I love that. So, okay, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring us back to Wim Hof for a moment. So I just, and I, I'm constantly revisiting, like go back to the sources, right? So I, 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 I go back to some, the old podcast with Wim, but he did one with Jordan Peterson um, and Michaela Peterson about, I don't know, two months ago. And whatever you think of Jordan Peterson, it's an interesting podcast anyways. Um, and it, you know, he himself, Jordan, was suffering. He said he, like, couldn't sit still. Like, he was able, he's, like, really agitated. And um, and Wim was talking about how, with the engagement with all these difficult things, you know, for, for somebody who hasn't done any of this stuff, it seems so intimidating. Like, my God, how do you even start? And so Wim was talking about when you go to Poland, they they basically play, they don't like it's not like oh this is really hard we're all going to do this really hard thing he's like they go out and they have a snowball fight they make it ridiculous they make it so you're, you're standing there in the snow in your bare feet but it's you're not there to like endure you're there to play and so if you can look at your you walking along your 10 miles or whatever as just a, a joy as an adventure and like you know what the hell let's just go do this it's so different so in this morning by the way my my fingers are still white you can see that right you see yes. yes so I just had my hands in some ice buckets um I've been re- I've been t- retraining my hands because my hands have become my limiting factor in the cold recently and I've noticed that like this is these are these were becoming my feet have been great because I've been out walking barefoot but my hands have not been happy so I was like you know what I gotta go into that that hard thing So I actually did the ice bucket this morning and put my hands in there and I did three minutes and I had to totally reboot my attitude and just say, this is just fun because I was not looking forward to it. I really wasn't. I was fighting it. I was fighting. I was like, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. But I also know that if I don't do this, then it gets worse and it gets harder and then I go backwards and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I get, So that the boundary gets bigger and bigger. I'm like, no, 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 no. I must stay. So like I've just, today is I'm actually 10 days. I'm gonna do 10 consecutive days of hands in ice um, just to retrain things. Cause I, I got the feedback. It was like, you know, and, and the key to it is what you were just saying, Tony is, is turning it into fun. And,
0: it and it, and fun. I remember when I got out of the ice bath we're uh, doing half the, the exhilaration that you feel, the fear getting in is hor- horrific. I'll own that.
2: Oh, God, and, yes.
0: But getting out feels great. And so when I came home from the walk, the first day that I went out, I bundled up, and every day I'm trying to get rid of a few pieces to make it cold. And when I came in, my, I said mother did you say something and she said no but I fought it and I said well what did you think She said, you shouldn't be out there in the cold and so I went over okay this is funny I went over pulled my pants down and I made her touch my leg with her hand and she squealed and I said isn't that fun that's beautiful said, that's not what gives you a cold it's a vibe you know it's not that's being you know I yeah, I feel better. I, I feel still get, hear people saying, "You better put
1: on a coat. You're gonna yeah. catch a cold." I'm that's like,
2: "What, awesome, what century
1: are you from?"
2: <laughs> I, yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, go back a few more centuries and nobody was worried about it. It was only thanks, thanks Victorian England yes. for coming up with like all these limits on what our bodies could do. You know, well,
1: they, they, that's because they didn't know anything about medicine and they were just making shit up as they went along. I, like I know. Of- let's put a few leeches on you. Make leech-
2: it <laughs> hey, hey leeches are back leeches yeah i know i
1: cool. know i know i know but you know what i'm
2: saying like
1: oh you're anemic lady well let's take yeah. some more of your blood
2: that's true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that's an interesting one too yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway but,
1: they were making uh, it up as they went along
2: but so- yeah hey put your hands on my cold butt because it's <laughs> <laughs> <Watch> it. pow. <laughs> And, you know, yeah, I'm okay. I'll
1: do cryotherapy all day long, all day yeah. long. Like I have no problem getting in a cryotherapy tank for four minutes. You know, I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that, but there's something about ice in a water and me submerging in it. I just yeah. can't get there. But listen, we, we need to, t- we need to tell our listeners because yes. with their, right, at this point they're going, what the hell are these three are we people going? talking about? So let's 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 talk about first of all tell us about yeah. um oxygen advantage in terms of like what is the what what could you lead us through an oxygen advantage breath like a typical um
2: totally yes, yes. let's so, let's um, start there i
1: think we talk about it in the first episode a little yeah. bit i think we talked about it but so let why don't you give us a an example Mm -hmm.
2: so well first of all with oxygen advantage with Buteco, which is sort of the foundation for oxygen advantage and patrick you know mccune is the person that founded both of these um or started those two um clinics uh is is it's light slow and deep lsd so it's a light slow and deep breath it's through the nose and it engages your diaphragm Mm -hmm. and um you so because when you breathe through your nose you actually breathe through your diaphragm it's like it's a it's a connection um and so it's really a breath that ultimately would be so subtle that no one can even tell that you're breathing um and that even you wouldn't even tell that you're breathing but in the beginning i think the most important thing is simply to close your mouth and inhale so that the you know so that your intercostals your ribs sort of expand outward to the sides um, and you're breathing through your nose and it's just a light slow breath um, and ideally at rest it's six breaths per minute thereabouts mm-hmm. so it's it's a very um, subtle breath uh, and it's what it isn't is it's not a chest breath it's not shoulders engaged breath it's it's uh, a 360 breath um, in, in your at your Diaphragm. So, right. it, I mean, it, how it looks, it looks like nothing because you can't see it. It's like right. invisible. You know, uh, as as Patrick will say, hide your breathing from me. So that is actually the the breathing that you would do. Now, when you get into exercise, obviously the amplitude is going to increase. This, the size of your breathing will increase as you go into effort, but it's still through your nose, con- consistently. Um, and um, your mouth, as we say, it's, you know, for biting people, (laughs) but it's not for, um, it's not, it's not for, um, unless you're at the max effort, you're an elite athlete, and you're sprinting, then you go to mouth breathing for that last, you know, 10%, 20% of your effort, but uh, the goal is to actually use your nose as the throttle for the intensity of your exercise, so if you're out running right now, if you're out doing or CrossFit or whatever, swim well—not swimming, forget swimming—but um, anything on land, don't, don't swim like this. Actually, I'll talk about swimming in a minute. We'll get to swimming, but um, anything like, anyways, you um, you use your nose as the throttle for the intensity. So when you're um, out there, you know, breathing hard, you might be might be like that, but it's still through your nose, right. and that's the key. Um, And so when you begin, you might not be able to go very hard. You might be just walking with nasal breathing and that is totally okay. You might take a few weeks or even a few months of nasal increasing the pace. But what you want is to get close to that threshold where you want to open your mouth. And actually you want to find your edge. And it's interesting, I'm seeing the edge behind my head. I see the, the boundary there. So imagine um, you're sort of oscillating between mouth breathing and nose breathing as you're out there running, You're like, okay, I have to go to mouth for a moment. Okay, now I'm going to close my mouth, back to nose. So you become aware of your breathing. And and just becoming aware that you're even mouth breathing can be a huge thing, because then you can start to control it. So that's really the, you know, the breathing that we do. And the, I mean, I could explain some of the training if you want me to also. Well,
1: I, I mean, I think singers are going to go, well, wait a minute, I, you know, I can't, mm. I cannot breathe through my mouth while I'm singing, you know, mm. some big Nessun Dorma or whatever, you know, some, yeah. or, or, you know, a, a, at least classical. Now okay. pop and, and, and jazz and musical theater may be able to breathe through their nose a little, a little more. But okay. classical are not trained in that way. We're trained to breathe like you're talking about, but through the mouth. Okay. And, and I firmly believe that we have been taught to over-breathe and, yeah. and that, that, that breathing through the mouth all the time and taking in the entire air, room of air, yeah. um, it, it causes singers anxiety and also makes them very oxygen dependent. And so they become less efficient in their breath the more they do it. And so yeah. the idea, Bob, behind that yeah. uh, LSD breath, mm. is to what get the get the person not yeah. oxygen dependent and explain that.
2: Yeah. So actually, you want to have better oxygen exchange. So when you breathe through your nose, you um, you're able you take your first of all your carbon dioxide. The reason that you breathe is carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide reaches a level in your body and then you have to breathe. So it's a, it's a tolerance of, of carbon dioxide. And so the more you can, you can tolerate carbon dioxide, those fewer breaths you will need to take and the, and the slower your breathing will be overall. And the oxygen that comes into your body um, does not get to the muscles, to the cells, to any part of you unless there's carbon dioxide present. So the, the red blood cells have to have carbon dioxide with them. Like it's a little taxi and the oxygen comes in and there's a, the taxi is the hemoglobin, your red, the part of your red blood cell that holds the, um, does the exchange. And if there's not carbon dioxide in that taxi, the oxygen can't get in. It just comes right back out. So you're, you're not actually getting any energy into your body. Um, you can breathe all day but without the carbon dioxide, it's not going to actually exchange. So when there's carbon dioxide, it gets into the taxi, the CO2 leaves, and the oxygen then travels to your cells. And so the reason that that matters is that when you breathe through your nose, you get far more, um, you have far more resistance. Your nose has so many reasons that it's the right way to breathe. It, it, it um, warms the air, it uh, moisturizes it, it's, it's with nitric oxide, you have nitric oxide um, production in your nasal cavity that, that sterilizes it, which nitric oxide then expands all your vessels and, re, and, and re-exchanges the uh, blood in your lungs. So it's so many physiological reasons. Once you go to mouth breathing, you're basically in fight flight, as you said, Denise. So that's the reason that it's really not optimal by a long shot you're basically putting yourself in a deficit consistently when you're when you're mouth breathing so we can all maintain it you know over time for i mean for a duration but you're basically using you know fermentation you're basically using um anaerobic respiration a lot when you're breathing through your mouth so you're you're putting yourself in a much more uh, demanding uh low low time frame situation when you're mouth breathing um it's not meant for duration so you know, and, and I know with singing, it's, that is, you've got your physiological constraints, so um, I know that, you know, anybody who does anything, that if you talk a lot in your job, um, mm-hmm. if you, uh, teachers, and so right. on, um, exactly. I mean, you know, a couple of hacks, which I know you guys are, are aware of, I and mean, one is drinking carbonated, just water, carbonated water, just getting carbon dioxide back in, and you'll, you'll see Patrick doing that, He mm-hmm. when he does his you know, teaching, he's got his, his uh, you know, carbonated water, his fizzy water with him, and he's, he's drinking it, because he's talking for hours and hours. So gives you a chance to sort of recover a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he'll stop talking in between. And I, I do this too, when I'm like, when I'm doing any kind of presentation, between sets of talking, I'll just not talk. It's like, guys, I'm gonna be quiet for 10 minutes and just start to rebuild your you know your carbon dioxide a little bit regain it so uh for any performance any duration uh that breathing nasal breathing is is key to sustaining it anybody can sprint you can sprint through anything once but can you do it 5 times in a row can you do it 20 mm. times in a row uh and that's when it starts to wear you down so uh, yeah, that, that's why I think there's, and, and what you guys are doing is incredibly athletic, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean,
0: <laughs> yeah. Just, just to clarify, what we were talking about before this hmm. wasn't oxygen advantage, it was Wim Hof, which is a totally right. different yeah. process. The which, cold and everything is associated with yep. Wim Hof, not with oxygen advantage, just to clarify. True. So. No, right. thank you.
1: So, so okay. that was going to be the next uh, place hmm. I go. So, how could singers use, tell us about Wim Hof a little bit, uh, because yeah. um, it's a different kind of breathing. Yes. Um, now, I will say that when I when I do Wim Hof, you know, I don't release through my mouth. I do it all through my nose. Okay. I, mean, I yeah. just, and yeah. I get the same effect. Yep. So
2: totally anyway
1: but but go ahead bob and tell us yeah i mean so
2: and as win would say get it in any hole you can so don't (laughs) don't even worry about that part you know i like him yeah (laughs) right up my alley It's a much different story. So I mean, Wim Hof breathing is meant for a moment. It's not for how you're supposed to breathe for performance. It's meant to give you a contact with your nervous system and to allow you, and it, frankly, it, it, it knocks down inflammatory responses. If you have autoimmune inflammatory stuff, it is huge for that. Um, but it's, it, it is really intended to um, give you contact with your nervous system so that you are able to then do other things that are difficult and it put it, you you um, you actually put yourself into a bit of a an emergency state for a moment because you you're basically you're super ventilating so the you're breathing <sighs> the big breaths and you're getting rid of your carbon dioxide and then holding on an exhale which then you because you've blown off your carbon dioxide it takes longer for your for it to build back up. So you can hold for quite a long time and your oxygen levels start to go down, but you remain calm, you manage it. So you're learning to manage under difficult circumstances. And that's really the Wim Hof training is learning to manage and learning to feel how you feel under difficult circumstances and then using your mind to stay calm. So you're putting yourself into a difficult situation for a moment for a moment and you're, you're actually triggering a ton of adrenaline which is the master reset switch for your hormones when you have adrenaline going nothing else matters it doesn't matter about digestion reproduction blah 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 who cares right because survival is the only point at that at that point so you, you hit it you hit a big adrenaline response it all your cortisol just goes pew. And, and you know, goes out the window for a moment. So you reset and it's like coming back when you turn off your computer, when you have too many windows open, um, turn it back, turn it off. And then it comes back and all everything's working again. So your nervous system kind of resets itself and it trains you to stay calm. And then under those difficult circumstances when your oxygen is low and you're like, but I'm okay. I'm okay, really I'm okay. And then you take that mentality and you go into the ice or any difficult thing. And you control it with your breathing. You no breath holds in the water. No breath holds in the water. I was going to
1: ask you if, if when you go in the water, mm-hmm. uh, if you practice the Wim Hof breath or if you do no. some other kind of breath. Oh, okay, all right. So, well, it's a calming breath. so, so ladies, yeah. any of the women that are listening yeah. that have had children, basically, yeah. Wim Hof is kind of like doing Lamaze.
2: Yeah. Yes. 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 It's very Absolutely. much like that, and, it, and, and I, yeah. And it's interesting because it also does, it attenuates your, your, um, your pain response. So it makes sense that they're the same kind of uh, uh, process because you become less responsive to pain as you um, do this breathing. I mean, it's not something you can do constantly, but it does train you to be less responsive to pain. So that's actually a huge benefit of of that. And and pain
1: is, is mental in many ways and people have proven it because they've had surgery with no anesthesia or any of that. And, and I, just a quick little story. I, I, um, you know, I sit over a computer or a piano all the time and I get really tight in my neck and in the back, in the top part of my shoulders and my back. And sometimes I get these tension headaches that creep up because of it. And I see a chiropractor and they help me most of the time, but sometimes I try to go to see a a, um, a a masseuse and there's a little masseuse at the mall who I swear beats the shit out of me every time I go, like for an hour. And and when I tell her it hurts, she's like, oh, okay, oh. she gets in there with her elbow. And I'm like, and and the first time I went, I could hear the person next door and they were more cursing than I do. I mean, like, I was like, wow, those are some words anyway. I mean, and I'm thinking what in the world have I gotten myself into, but I recalled, you know, some of the Wim Hof stuff of pain is in in the mind and don't dread, don't dread the minute you're in, don't dread the next second think of about the temporary, the fact that this is temporary, that you're, that it's going to be over soon. Although an hour is a really long time to have somebody beat the crap out of you. But anyway, I, um, I just kind of used that mindset and I was able to get through it without cursing a lot.
2: That's awesome. Yeah. I no,
1: mean, it, it, it definitely makes yeah. a big difference to get the mind
2: Oh, it's everything
1: of course i was also breathing you know
2: yeah i mean so the analogy it's like your 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 mind your brain is a dog and mm-hmm. an untrained dog is a mess right and it attacks things and it gets you into trouble it does bad things but it's the same dog trained well is your best best friend and not just a friend but like your hugest asset because it does all the things you need it to do it's brilliant and it, what's funny This like it, it, like taking that even further humans and dogs really co-evolved we actually couldn't even be where we are right now if you there's a great uh episode of the Neil deGrasse Tyson cosmos series that like the new version after Carl Sagan um, about how we co-evolved with dogs and the, the dogs guarded the perimeter and we fed them and they allowed us to build civilization basically without them we, we were too you know vulnerable but we built this symbiosis and and it's the same wild dogs that, that can then be trained to do something that's you know valuable that allowed us to organize ourselves. And I think that's really our minds too, in the same way. It's like you take that same wild thing that can, you know, obviously we all experience every day, right? People's minds out of their control. Um, but it's the same thing once you take control of it. And the way into doing that control is through, you know, unforced, controlled, uh things that are difficult hormesis things that are slightly beyond your your comfort zone that train you to be able to tolerate those things and, and then you your your comfort zone expands and you realize you can do more and your world gets bigger and you're like you know what i could turn this massage into into play they get like they get their elbow in my butt and it's and it's you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna turn that into some it's like in my you know on those muscles in there and i'm like all right whatever I'm just here for fun. I'm here for fun. So, the more that you can decide that you are going to play with life instead of life is going to do stuff to you in general. And I, so, if you look at a, a quick thought on this people coming into 2021 saying, I hope 2021 is better to me. Fuck that. Make it better. Exactly. <laughs> Don't wait. Don't wait for things to happen to you. Oh my God! Exactly, Bob. You, you are that. If if I have one message for this podcast, it's like, please don't wait for the year to be good to you. The year is a thing. It's not going to be. It's just a thing. It's like, just please go do the things that will make it good. And it doesn't mean that you know. Obviously, COVID's still out there. People are going to get sick. People are going to suffer. Yes the suffering will still be there. The pain will still be there, but you can decide what you make of it. And you can go, you know, you can get small and crunchy and dark, or you can say, you know what, that wasn't great, but there's more to life than this one bad thing. And and Uh I swear we need that because we're all being invited to get so scared. Oh yeah. Not going (laughs) to help anybody. Yeah, turn oh, off the news.
1: Yeah. It's a huge waste, yeah, colossal true. waste of your time for one it's thing.
2: Television. Yeah. And, and don't I, wait
1: for life to happen to you. I always, right. I, 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 I'm I a firm believer in happening to life. You, you guys know?
2: are doing it, man. You guys are doing oh, it. I love you. this. Yeah, you really are. Seriously. You guys are like charging right at it. It's fantastic. So do what they're doing, people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank do you, yeah. That's because we get to chat with beautiful people like you. Because mm-hmm. you're making it happen. Yeah. Well, you know what, this is my, this
1: is my uh, posture for 2021.
2: Yeah. Ooh, I love, <laughs> <laughs>
0: Bring it.
1: Bring it, uh,
2: bitch. It. Right. <laughs> yeah. Even with my, even with so my, my,
0: and Not exactly <laughs> the same words, but yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, oh, come, come on. on. Can you I've heard her cuss. White? See, they're still white. <laughs> See? I got some work to do here. They yeah, are more, white. Yeah. One thing you can do, and I'm not doing it right now, is if you ever do have, like for people that, with gray notes, just look at your hands. If they if they start to get white, just spend a moment and, and just actually look at them, but look only at them and you can begin to bring the blood flow back to them. Right now, I'm not focusing enough to do that, um, but you can do this. And I've mm. done this in my workshops. People are like, my hands are white. Yes, they could be, but, but just look at them. Give them the love, give them literally give them the love and attention. I know that might sound crazy, like giving your hands love, but yes, your body, yourself, right? And that's health. So Mm -hmm. we can do this. It's in our potential as humans. Um, And so, you know, bringing it back though to uh, Wim Hof and uh, the purposes of Wim Hof versus Oxygen Advantage. If I just tie those together, please. So yeah. So the Wim Hof stuff is really, and it's like the gateway, the sexy gateway drug into breathing, because it's fun and it's exciting, and everyone's like, you know, it's like a big roller coaster ride, and everyone comes out and they're like, woo. This great thing, and it's awesome, but it's how you breathe for <laughs> a moment for a desired effect. Whereas oxygen advantage or buteco is really for life, is for 99% of your life, 99.5% of your day is just it's just light, slow, deep, functional breathing, and that's the big difference. They both have a purpose, um, but there's a big you know, there's a big difference between them. And um, so for people going forward into their day, into work. Uh, that's when you know being aware of your breathing nasal breathing diaphragmatic breathing light slow deep and just ask yourself awareness how am i breathing right now maybe you don't even change it but just become aware how am i breathing right now just to check in the check in the check in that will begin to give you the space to change things right so that's yeah that's that's what i would say And so
1: for the singers out there, I'll I'll just tell you uh, one of the things that I do with my clients and students is that I, when they first begin to learn a piece, I will ask them to really slow it down and breathe only through the nose. Just kind of take it out of its beat, take it out of its timing and sing the phrase, breathe through the nose, sing the next phrase, breathe through the nose, take in only what you need only what you've depleted yourself of don't you know think that you have to take in three times the air now that you've sung a phrase and i try to give them this sense of of calm and a sense of oh i have way more breath than i could ever need for these phrases and then we begin to put it into time and we begin to i have them sing you know breathe through their nose when they have those moments that are slower so they can take a slower breath, but when they, then, when they breathe through their mouth, they're like, well, I don't, I don't need to take in the whole room. I just need to take a quick little catch breath here. And I've got more than enough air. And I don't need to have my mind telling me because nine times out of 10, when a singer runs out of air, it's the mind going, you should breathe. It's the brainstem telling you, I, we've built up way too much CO2. You got to breathe. You got to breathe.'" And when in fact, you, you don't, and, and if you get used to not having uh, so much oxygen and so little CO2, Mm -hmm. when you learn to build that up and you learn to become less dependent on that oxygen, Mm -hmm. uh, then, then you, you have a tolerance for a much longer ability to sing a phrase without that little reptile brain going, you better breathe, you better breathe.
2: Yeah. So well, I, I, it's I would say hugely it is, beneficial. It is, and actually I would flip that and say, you do have enough oxygen. It's actually, you, you have enough oxygen. You're just building up carbon dioxide. Yeah. And, and so, you know, I go back to like my little image of like balance where you learn through both of Wim Hof, oxygen advantage, buteco, all the breathing stuff where, where you make growth is being able to stay uh, comfortable, relaxing on the edge of discomfort. So You're like on this, so you do feel the carbon dioxide build up and you're like, oh yeah, I should, you know, I need to breathe. And if you, as we train people in this breathing, you learn to tolerate that sense that you need a little more air, but you know that you're okay. You, this is again, using the dog to take control and to say, you know, I'm, yes, it's uncomfortable, but I know I'm okay. I'm, Mm -hmm. I can relax through this. So that that's the training part. You don't want to have to learn this when you're in the middle of the fight you wanna learn this before the fight and train this way because you're gonna fight the way you train. And I call it a fight, but I mean, you, you, you perform the way you train. Absolutely. So if you can learn to, as you, Denise, that was perfect. Like the, if you can be calm, when you feel that sense of, you know, air hunger, we call it air hunger, um, then you can, you're, you're actually exchanging more oxygen at that point, because you've got more carbon dioxide, you're getting more into your body. So it actually will improve your performance. Mm-hmm. So becoming familiar with that discomfort and actually making friends with it, I say sometimes you know, bow to your edge, it's there and, and just acknowledge it and then go a little further. You know, it's like okay, yeah, I see you. And and you know what? You don't own me, man. And I'm gonna go a little further and and then and you're okay. Your body's okay. I promise you, your body is okay. It is your head, right? Absolutely. It's your, the thing, ah, we're in trouble. Oh yeah, well, it's my name. Yeah. So, yeah, it is a mind game. And you have to play, you have to play that game incrementally. So there's no judgment here because you got to be where you are. If, if you are, you know, triggered at an early level of feeling breathless, then you are. That's not bad, but there you are. Now let's move it a little bit forward, right? Every, you know, every day, a little bit more, a little bit more. So that then over time, weeks, months, years, hey, you're alive. You might as well move forward anyways, right? What are you waiting for? So it might take a year, so what, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but you, you will expand um, and then you become more comfortable. So yeah, that's a huge point because um, we're not as in trouble as we usually <laughs> think we are. We yeah. can do more. Yes, yeah. Yeah. The biggest liar
0: is yourself. You'd say what? I said the biggest liar is yourself. The lies yeah. you're
2: telling yourself that you God, Tony, that is it. That's yeah, really it. Contact with yourself. I. I So, okay, another, it's not a digression, it's actually related. Um, I I find that, you know, people who end up in trouble, uh, sort of, you know, in a panic situation typically, and I don't mean at a moment, but like in life, you're like constantly in an alarm state, um, that you don't have contact with yourself. You've lost contact with yourself. And I think contact with yourself is contact with your breath. It's contact with how you feel on the inside and you don't know what to do when things get tough. And really, truly the training that we do is to put you in contact with yourself. So you feel what you feel, so that when things do get harder, you have a sense for where you're at. You know what your breathing is, and you know what your internal state is. And you're like, yeah, yeah, you know, this isn't fun, but I'm not going to die either. And and I think that just informs how you live life overall. So it certainly informs singing, I'm sure, too. Like then you can just, oh, you're yeah. able to stay present.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Very no, cool.
0: I,
1: you know, it, it's absolutely true. Mentally tough singers, mm. but resilient singers are usually the ones who go out and have careers. I know lots of okay. really, like, like, world-class talent mm. that aren't singing because they don't have the mental and uh resilience for it because it's tough it is yeah
0: yeah um
1: so just to kind of wrap things up Mm -hmm. we you know we have some singers that listen to the show that are also athlete athletes and athletic and um wouldn't you say, or maybe this is true, or maybe not true, but there are a lot of world class athletes that have switched their thinking about breathing through the mouth and are now beginning to breathe through the nose. Yes. More, That's and good. that this is this is something that athletes are beginning to embrace, yep. and it's basically just like um, in terms of oxygen advantage, it's basically just like going into high altitude training. Yes. And most athletes know that, right? But this is your way of bringing the mountains to you
2: very true yes so i mean and that's the uh, the other piece of oxygen advantage is simulating high altitude training so you know using hypoxia which is breath holds uh driving your breath your oxygen levels lower to induce an increase in your red blood cell count um and and to um also tolerate that you know again it's, it's willpower learning to become familiar with uh lower oxygen levels so that your, so, but your body actually um, begins to change, your blood chemistry changes so that you're able to process oxygen more efficiently. Um, so, and that is done through uh, efforts running, walking with breath holds. Um, and um, so it's, it's a hypercapnic hypoxic training. It's high, high carbon dioxide, um, low oxygen training simulates high altitude. Um, and that's one of the great insights that Patrick has brought to the training world, which is that you, so, you know, tip, in the old days, you had to go up to the mountains and um, train at 10,000 feet or whatever, and then come down to the ocean to do your competitions. They, you know, train high, um, compete low. And, and But we can simulate that with, um, with our training. So that is really, that's the upper edge of our work. Um, And you have to first get a baseline of control over your breathing, and then we will take you higher, over the line, so that you can then get, that's truly the advantage. So, you know, is is being able to produce, to have that high altitude simulation at at sea level, and it makes it, you know, that's the the, uh, killer app, I guess, for this. Right, 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 right. So yes. I'm
1: going I'm to give blood next week. So I should do this work a whole bunch before I go give blood. So I have lots of red blood cells. Well,
2: you know, you'll have a lot of, uh, yeah, your hemoglobin will be There's this thing called hematocrit, which is like the um, percentage of your blood cells that have, uh, it's, it's a density of hemoglobin um, measurement. And actually, so you probably will. Yes. If you do the um, high altitude simulation, the breath holds, you will end up with a higher hematocrit, and actually that is probably a good time to get, donate blood. You, you don't want to get it too high. Actually, your hematocrit can get too high, so you got to keep an eye on that. If you're one of these people that has clotting um, issues, then you you definitely want to keep an eye on your hematocrit in general. Right. Um, but probably I'm not telling that that's not news to anybody that has clotting issues. Um, but yeah, if you do if you increase your blood cell count, that can definitely contribute to that. So, yeah, you're right actually, Denise. Yeah. Cool.
1: It is There's cool. Some... I'm going to some...
2: work on it yeah. as soon as we get off. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This is awesome, man. <laughs> wow. Well, I I mean, I just I I am so curious to know what you get for feedback from the singing community on all these uh, you know, all these ideas and how they get applied. And, yeah. and yeah. It's
1: mixed because uh, yeah. the singing community is very, you know, interesting in terms of teachers. They, you know, we've, we've been taught this, it, classical singing, I should say, hmm. we are taught this very antiquated, um, what people would say, proven
0: yeah. um,
1: way of training and way of breathing and whatever. Although if you ask three teachers... What is breathing for singing? You will get three different answers. I guarantee it, okay. uh, especially if they haven't been to the same school or didn't study with the same teacher, because I see it all the time mm. in, in in you know what I do. But yeah. um, pretty much everybody knows and believes the basics, right? You take air in, you try to get it low, you try to get it in, into the you get the diaphragm involved. Mm-hmm. But it is the taking in and releasing of air is where I kind of part ways with that Mm -hmm. classical. um, And I didn't used to. I used to teach it the way all the books talk about. And, you know, Tony and I both have pedagogy degrees. So Mm. we, you know, we know the pedagogical model. And, I'm not saying that it doesn't work. I'm saying it doesn't serve our singers well. And w- what I mean by that is, is that I know so many singers who have anxiety issues, who have stage fright issues, who have, mm. um, you know, uh, kind of um, m- mindset or, or maybe even emotional or mental issues when it comes to getting out on a stage yeah. and or singing a recital or that sort of thing and they cannot call on their breath to calm them their breath makes it worse
2: you know it's a, so the thing i just reminded <clears throat> of is cadence breathing so um for panic breathing for panic in general uh cadence i, I use cadence breathing and that's part of oxygen advantage also right uh, to breathe according to a cadence to and, and ideally six breaths per minute but which then increases your heart rate variability which um increases your your body's ability to respond to whatever you need and also just the mind is looking for a pattern your brain is looking for a pattern give it a pattern and it settles everything so so for people that are do do have stage fright doing like a minute or two of cadence breathing and you know five and twos or box breathing honestly it, it it almost doesn't matter it does Physiologically, I guess, but mentally. demonstrate
1: cadence breathing for us, Bob.
2: So, just if you guys right now, just uh, just take take in. Um, let's start here. Just two normal breaths. We'll just breathe in through the nose, breathe out, and breathe in, and breathe out, and hold. Four, three, two, one. And breathe in, and breathe out, and breathe in breathe out and hold four three two one breathe in breathe out breathe in and breathe out and hold four three two one in That's cadence breathing so we're just breathing according to a cadence now I would actually I typically if I was doing this I would have slowed you down I would have actually brought you into contact with your breathing for a moment to become aware of your breathing before we started I would have said you know note the breathe note your the uh, slightly cooler air coming in through your nose slightly warmer as it's leaving your nose and note the sensations we would do a, a moment of conscious breathing first um, just becoming aware of your breathing through your nose and bring it to your nose and then I would have then started the cadence of uh, and we call that that's fives and twos it's just it is a pattern so it's just two normal breaths and then exhale hold for five seconds actually but four three two one and then two normal breaths and you can also do that as you're walking you could do that with five steps uh instead of five seconds just you know hold exhale hold Five, four, three, two, one, and then inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale, hold. Five, four, three. And what that does is it just settles your nervous system. It also increases your carbon dioxide tolerance a little bit because you're 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 increasing a little CO2 in your body on the exhale hold. So it 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 calms you that way also because carbon dioxide actually calms you uh, as it, it expands your. The blood vessels open, your blood flow increases, your body warms up um, as you increase your carbon dioxide. So all of that, a couple minutes of that just sitting before you do a performance will settle your mind. Um, And and it also is something you can use in the middle of a difficult situation that no one has to know that you're doing it. Um, You can just do a couple breaths and an exhale, hold and just hold and let the carbon dioxide level come up for a moment. And then a couple more breaths. No one needs to know that you're doing it. um, And it will help bring you back. You can't maybe do it in the middle of an actual performance. But if you're between things, if you're feeling hepped up, you can bring yourself back that way. One minute, just one, I go, I kind of go around like this this to me as a clock, just one time around the clock, you know, one minute around there, which should come out to about six breaths in a minute if you time that. Should come out to about six breaths in that minute, which is significantly slower than we usually breathe. You're usually at like 15, 17, whatever. So if you get down under 10, um, it, should, it will really give you a sense of calm. So, actually, to your performers, uh, before you go on stage, it's a, it's a really you know, great thing to do right before you step out there. Um, it will settle your mind. Give it a try.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yeah, totally. Yes, yeah. Thank you for asking that. I, I that's a big piece of it.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank yes. you. I almost Thanks. went to I, sleep because that's how uh, I put myself to sleep at uh, night.
2: Magic. <laughs> I'm had gonna fun. fall
1: asleep right on the floor.
2: Where's like, Denise
0: though? <laughs> He's asleep.
2: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. awesome, guys. Yeah, yes. Well,
0: thank you, Bob. Oh. Thank you for giving us two sessions with you. You're you're our first person that we've been able to. part two
2: so it's been yeah this is so much fun I love I just love the hybrid the way you're bringing things together there are so many uh disciplines in this world and you know breathing is a key to any of them um it's I, I have a colleague who's um a Wim Hof instructor who's also the head of the uh I think he's the head of the performance side of the fire department at uh Oakland um California so he's like He's been there for ages and ages and he uses breathing also with like these people that are you know first responders to get bring them back when you're in a firefight and literally on a you know with a fire mask on or whatever they call it I'm sorry Aaron buddy I got that wrong but anyways um whatever that when you have all your equipment on and you're you, nothing you can't make big mistakes you know your life is on the line and so is other people's your breathing is like everything and so he trains them to stay present with their breathing you use up fewer tanks of, of oxygen. Literally, you actually can stay in the fight longer and, and it comes down to what you can control. So with these performance things, singing, firefighting, you know, p- police, SWAT work, whatever, uh, it all comes down to what you can control and what you can, this is your onboard control. You can, it's your breathing. So yes, bring it forward into the world, man, because it's all we got. <laughs> Well, thank you
1: yeah yeah don't <laughs> breathe you die yeah
2: <laughs> True. eventually
1: yeah so yeah no it's 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 great it's uh so helpful i think for us to kind of like delineate between the two breath works yeah what they would both be for if you were a singer oh. and you wanted to use both and and why why what's the big deal right so yes thank you bob for clarification yeah. oh. and for leading oh. us through through that so are you are you going to be in a is it snowing where you are right now
2: no oh. no no but is no. it down to it's south long. it's not that much fun here it's not cold enough oh, down
1: south it's cold and and snowing oh, so wow
2: so i will say so just quick anecdote uh, this is an anecdote but the one thing that my training is leading into just put it out there for your people english channel swimming did i tell you about this yet I saw it. This is the new thing. So I'm not swimming the English Channel, but I have begun working with a group of open water swimmers and we are launching a project, uh, an effort, basically a mission to Mars to get people uh, to to train for the uh, basically 2023, I think uh, crossings, swimming crossings of the English Channel. One is doing a double crossing and they've asked me to work as their um, cold and breathing and mindset coach on this. That's what great, Bob.
0: That's awesome. And the
2: crazy thing about it is that my goal is to like people get across the English channel and they do it and people that there are a lot of successful swimmers. It tends to be a really devastating, difficult thing. And you walk out of you, you don't you get lifted out of the water and you don't even know who you are when you come out. You're like, what happened? What happened? And I want this to be um, and this is back to what we're talking about, self-control and self-awareness that we're going to train so that they have experienced it a thousand times before they do it. So the envisioning part, um, so that they know what this feels like already. And then when they do it that day, it's like, they've already done it and they st- and they're able, they have enough contact with their breathing and themselves that they know themselves and they're able to come out of that, you know, seven, 10, 24 hour swim, which is uh, unbelievable that they're still intact and they're okay. It won't be fantastic, but and they'll be exhausted for sure, but that they're, you know, it's like you get to, you get to Mars, you go on your mission to Mars and you, you land and you come out and you're like, okay, yeah, that was really hard. I'm really fricking exhausted, but I'm not like completely devastated. So that's what I want to do with these people.
1: What's the temperature of the channel? Eh,
2: anywhere from 50 something, 58 to 64 is typical that's the temperature okay. and this it by the way it's, it's no not wet quite suit. an ice bath it's i'll tell you what i swam in uh 67 degree water for about 45 minutes a while ago and it was i was beat that was hard yeah. so to do. oh, for, oh yeah I, that'd
1: be brutal sure for sure yeah
2: no it's 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 a lot that temperature is a lot and it's it's just a, a cap goggles bathing suit that's it. No, no, one bathing suit, not two. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. That's no, that's so cool. And it's not a wetsuit
1: either. <laughs> not a wetsuit.
2: So, anyways, that's the new. That's my new. Not new, but it's a project, and I'm just really excited about it. And I, it's going to bring together a lot of these pieces, because um, mindset is the other piece of this that makes a big difference. Oh yeah. And we. So what you guys are doing is huge in this too, bringing the right mindset to this incredible athletic um undertaking which and and there are so many things i can't i've never done long open water swims and i've never tried (laughs) opera singing either you never tried to
0: be a classical singer and like let me tell you i I don't recommend it
2: i think
0: the classical singer is probably the scarier one but when this is all over and and we can all gather together yes oh
1: okay oh i can't wait
0: i want us to set a date to do an ice bath with denise because i want to be there when she does it because yeah. she's going to be ready by the time it's all over and she said she would do it in the summer so bob we're going to set a date can't wait for all three of us to get together <laughs> to enjoy the ice bath and on that note we're going to sign off before denise gets to say no
2: in oh, yes. got it summer. all right take okay. it away man summer. love you guys all right
0: <laughs> love you too. thank all right. you very much bye, bye. Bye, bye bob
2: see you guys See you. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for listening. We are very grateful that you joined us today. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, write a review, share it with a friend.